there are events on the calendar in Louisville that should generate travel and tourism dollars for the city. It's a hope, and hopefully not a fantasy, of life getting back to normal later this year. We'll talk about it next on Access Louisville. Stick around. For joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, mixed with the sharpest opinions, on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. I hope I sound a little better this week. I, uh, I'm back in our studio. I'm the only one, though, uh, but it does allow me to use... Uh, use our uh, microphones, which are much better than the uh, headphones yeah. I've been using all last year. So, uh, you sound any- professional and crisp, man. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but uh, local topic here. Uh, this week we had a story. Uh, I, I wrote it up and, and Allison Steins, uh, our, uh, our data researcher, put together a slideshow for me. It had uh, 15 Louisville events that are coming up next year. And it was kind of a glimpse of what we could get if we can get the COVID-19 vaccine under control, uh, or, excuse me, get the COVID-19 pandemic under control through the vaccine and, and social distancing and, and other measures. So uh, this, this list was all tentative, uh, but uh, you know, it was kind of cool to say, okay, here's 15 events, which get, actually have some kind of economic impact on Louisville. And uh, Jason, what all did we have on there? Yeah. Well, if you're into sports and big trucks, then man, this summer is going to be awesome. For you. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, they don't give dates for it, but yeah, next year, hopefully uh, with this vaccine, we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's listed by estimated economic impact. And first on the list is obviously the, the Derby and the Oaks, but you know, we have no idea what that impact is going to be, obviously, mm-hmm. with the uh, pandemic. And or the date. How many, yeah, date or how many people are going to be able to attend. And, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier. If You know, with the vaccine, it seems like it's rolling out slowly. And it's, um, I- I'm going to guess, I think that was part of our predictions in one of our podcasts. I think Shane might have talked yeah. about that, that it's going to get pushed back. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, no, number two on the list for economic impact, this kind of surprised me, was the Green Industry Equipment Expo, which is uh, – looking to bring in an estimated $20 million. Uh, That's super specific. Yeah, that, that really surprised Well, there were some really specific ones on there because I remember seeing like the barbecue porch and patio expo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <that. back> <laughs> now, these are like industry trade. Yeah, there's know, a lot of industry groups. trade. This, this isn't like uh, stuff for everyone. Right. <laughs> you have a lot. Well, speaking of sports, there are four volleyball uh, specific events coming up. Hopefully. I saw that. I was so, like, yeah. man, we need to play yeah, some I didn't volleyball. I realize this was such a hotbed for, Hot for, vo- yeah, right? for volleyball. So uh. <laughs> We got the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. That's, that's another big win. Mm-hmm. The National Farm Machinery Show uh, and Championship Always Tractor Pull. Yeah, yeah, that's that's almost $13 million. I think I might bring uh, my, take my toddler to that one if it happens. That, uh, he loves a, he's point, obsessed with monster trucks right now, so I think a tractor pull. At this point, I will go to anything. <laughs> I will go to anything. You're right. I will go to like, a tractor like, pull. You said tractor pull, and I was like, cool, where? Let's do it. What <laughs> kind of tractors you got? <laughs> Yellow ones? <laughs> well, the Livestock Expo's on here. We can go to that one, too, man. Just exactly. Do the whole Keep thing. The livestock. <laughs> 
I'm really curious to see how many of these events are just getting pushed further and further back, maybe to like the fall, depending on how the, the rollout of the vaccine goes. So it just, mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see if we just have like a crap ton of events in the fall for when it's safer for more people to maybe gather. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. I remember last year about this time it, we were started talking about, it was a little later, but it was like, well, you know, we'll have louder than life. Like no one knew that it was going to go on this long. And I hope we're just not repeating that this year and saying, oh, don't worry. We'll have stuff in the fall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that, uh, louder than life forecastle both aren't on this list. Um, I guess they, you know, these were all tentative and I, I don't think we've heard anything confirmed from those two concerts, uh, two or two music festivals, uh, that are, they're, you know, really huge for Louisville. Uh, what are the odds of those happening? You think, do you think they will, um, they, they will happen? Do you think they can be smaller and socially distanced and still make money for the bands and the promoters and all that? I think, like you just said, pushing things back to the fall, like Jason said, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad at trying forecastle out out in September. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so die of heat exhaustion, like normal. Yeah, if it's off, it's awfully hot in July, and I love forecastle, forecastle, but for, putting the wrong emphasis <laughs> I love on the wrong syllable. Forecastle. <laughs> forecastle. Um, I love the tractor pool. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I really like it, but I wouldn't mind trying it out and like you know. September, October. I wish it's still pretty hot in September. Like, (laughs) I went to Louder Than Life a few last time they had it, and it was September, and it was like hundred degrees. Still pretty, still pretty warm, but there's just something about about that July heat that is (laughs) just like specifically. Yeah, and I think it was a fluke that that you know that last year for 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 Louder Than Life was a hundred degrees on Labor Day weekend, so. I just have to think with the overhead and with everything else involved with these, these big concert events. And I, I just think if, you know, they have to socially distance and limit people, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the question of will people behave? Right. And, um, you know, many- stay socially distanced. <laughs> and- like, you're not wearing your mask brawls. You're going to hey, put your mask on. Dang it. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, that too. Uh, and then, you know, people waiting in line for stuff that could get pretty. Uh, yeah those lines can get pretty long and, and people could get pretty crowded. So I don't know. I mean, I did see some concerts last summer. I mean, I didn't see them, but I, you know, I saw coverage of them where people were like spaced out in little squares, but I don't think it was like a music festival or a really top touring national act. It would be more like an orchestra playing or something. Mm-hmm. I would not be mad about having my own specific space mapped out on a lawn somewhere where like nobody else can come in and like you can sit and like, cause I'm getting, I'm getting older guys. Uh, <laughs> like having a place to sit, like a dedicated space. Like I'm not mad at that. That's what I was seeing. Like people, like yeah. they put circles on the grass or whatever, and then you don't enter anyone's circle. I could uh, do that. Like waterfront Wednesday, something chill, you know, where it's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I can see smaller bands getting away with this because yeah. they don't. Um, I mean, the production value on uh, on some of these bands it's it's got to be expensive to have a, the roadies and all that pay them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pay the contract. So it just just seems like it would be hard to pull that off. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, there is that we did another kind of events related 
thing. This isn't really a question, but the Cincinnati Reds put out some info this week saying they're going to allow fans, but they didn't give a specific number. Um, they had, they said, I think the reporter up at our uh, newspaper in Cincinnati said, I'd expect to see about 8,000. And that was based on um, um, the kind of the attendance they had for the Bengals games, which was about 12,000. It was also based on a percentage of the capacity. Uh, so I think that was a guess on their part, but uh, seeing 8,000 people in a uh, baseball stadium, uh, you know, I'm thinking of some Reds games that I've been to. I don't know if there were 8,000 people in the stadium. So. <laughs> Ouch. On, 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 a right, Tuesday, right. on yeah. a Tuesday in a losing season, which is most seasons, uh, you know, not that, yeah. not that many. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm a huge Reds fan, actually, and I have not been to a game in, I think, probably almost three years. It used to be a, you know, a summer tradition. I'd go to at least two or three games, but – Got busy fatherhood and everything else, but sure. uh, my oldest is is four. He'll be five next summer. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to a trip to the ballpark and even you know hopefully Slugger Field. I haven't heard anything about what might happen here uh, on that with attendance, but they're doing a lot of uh, revamping there. So, I'm adding a couple bars from uh, from what I understand. So, looking yeah. forward to checking that out. So that's all we have for this week's show. Um, we had a kind of a special show last week where we, uh, you know, did talked about just one topic in depth uh, with uh, with Haley, uh, a restaurant group that she had been following, and then we got a special show next week too. Um, it's uh, we're having uh, Rebecca Flyshaker, the new uh, head of Louisville Forward, on. Uh, so stay uh, stay tuned for that one or, or catch that one next week. Um, it's uh, it should be interesting because Louisville Forward. Uh, is uh, obviously the Fisher administration. Uh, you know, they had a hell of a year. They're the head of Louisville Forward, which is like the economic development agency uh, for the city, uh, stepped down late last year, and, uh, and, and Rebecca is her replacement. And uh, we get to talk about what some of her priorities will be next week. So should be an interesting show. Stay tuned for that. And before we uh, – uh, sign off i'll let you guys share your social media handles so you, people know where to find you online uh jason i'll start with you yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at scoop thomas and i'm active on linkedin under my name jason thomas all right and brooke uh you can find me on instagram at at b timmons 26 uh you can find me on twitter there uh at at BF Lubrook, which I still haven't changed my handle, uh, but I'm BF Lubrook, um, and I don't tweet, so you can find me there, though. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at BF Lou David, and you can find me on Instagram at DMan3001. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, Jason and Brooke, and thank you guys for listening at home, and we'll see you next time.